Hello and welcome back to a late season edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast. Warriors Jazz, Tim Kawakami with me. Good win for the Warriors, you know. Um, Should have been, seemed like it was trending towards being like a really controlling, impressive end-to-end performance. They're up, I believe, 18 with 729 left. Um, you know, they had been up to that point, I think, plus 14 in the Curry minutes, plus four in the non-Curry minutes. It was like just like a really good team performance. And then even when Steph, you know, Steph is back in the game and your guy Jordan Clarkson just has like a <laughs> chunk scoring fourth quarter. He had 24 in the fourth um, and really like nearly just ripped the win away from them, um, which we've... It does show you what, yeah, what a, you know, what a bunch of shots can either put you in the game or take you out of the game. And Clarkson shot so much that he kind of took the Jazz out, put him back in, took him out, put him back in, took him out. Uh, you put up 33 shots off the bench. Uh, you, if you hit five of them in a row, it's going to it's going to be a rally. And the Warriors couldn't score in return. I think they kind of got frozen up a little bit on offense on their side. And it just was Clarkson layup, Clarkson jumper, Clarkson layup. Uh, you know, it's the NBA. These guys are really, really talented. But if you're good, you hold up with it. And, and the Warriors barely, barely, barely held up. And it was a good win. It's a jazz. I mean, even without Mike Conley Jr. and and uh, Mitch, Donovan Mitchell, uh, this is a good win for the Warriors. Yeah, um, it's it's the type of win that several times this season they haven't won, which is yes. giveaways late, right? I mean, the Wizards game, yep. Charlotte, Orlando, Portland. You know, I can go down the list, but... Um, and in the playoffs, they will be, you know, and I, we could say play in. It's you know, maybe they get blown out in the play in or blow somebody out. But in general, if they if they're going to be in the first round of the playoffs, they're going to be in some type of close games that swing a series, right? You know, you're 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 down two one in a game four, and it's it's a five point game late, or, or you know, even game one, whatever. And the, you know, I think the lesson. At least Steph Curry was talking about that they learned tonight, particularly in games they can they control. We can get into what you think about their matchup with Utah or Phoenix, who they'll play on Tuesday night uh, in general in a playoff series. But if they control a playoff game, particularly a home playoff game against Utah or Phoenix, and they're up double digits at some point in the second half, they can't lose focus. They lost focus. Yes, Clarkson kind of just he is a burst scorer. It's why he's you know one of the leading six men of the year candidates. But they kind of they they took their foot off the gas pedal. They they stopped rotating as Chris behind Clarkson. Bazemore suddenly was giving him more lanes. And in past iterations of the Warriors, they could be in a series with the Utah Jazz and maybe give away a game. They're not going to be able to do that. Um, they just can't do what they did tonight. Yeah, every team that they play, if they make it through the play in in the playoffs, is going to be more talented than they are. You know. The Steph exception aside, you know, Steph going for 50, whatever, that, that's, you have to put that to aside, but that's why it's great to have Steph Curry. You, you have that exception. But beyond that, every single team is going to, you know, one through nine, whatever the rotation is, is going to be more talented than the Warriors almost up and down the line. You're going to have to play almost perfectly. And, and those teams are going to play Steph like Utah played them. And, and it was very good. And he, when he scored 35, 36 still, uh, but it was hard for him. It wasn't threes so much. It was working to get twos, working to get fouled. Um, and they will see that in, in, in a playoff series, no matter who they play, because they're going to have a, you know, a, a dedicated defense set up 
to, to, to play him tough, to play him with length. I think that's the answer always against Steph. It doesn't mean you're going to stop him with length, but length is always better than that little pest in his stomach. Uh, the little pest in his stomach looks good, and he just gets pissed off and destroys that little pest. The length, like Royce O'Neal, there are other players. Avery Bradley's been another one who's had success. Those are the things that that you will see in the playoff series, and other Warriors are going to have to be successful offensively like they were tonight. Bazemore was successful tonight offensively. Jordan Poole was huge tonight. Uh, they will need those things to gut out a playoff series even to be in it, so say, you know, beyond five games. And this was, you know, one test of it. Again, no Mike Conley Jr., who I think is maybe the most important player for the Jazz. Um, Donovan Mitchell, who was their most dynamic player. These, these are things you have to take in, into account, but I think it's, it's good for the Warriors to be in a game like this. As I, I said, like, the Warriors would have loved to see James Wiseman in a game like this. They'd probably lose it if he's playing 25 minutes, but this is where your players grow. If we're all assuming the Warriors are not going to win a championship, which we all do, uh, you want to see him in a game like this, just grind it and figure out, oh, yeah, okay, this is how it feels like in a game like this. This was, you know, a little, you know, certainly one of the bigger games they played in two seasons. You know, it, it just it, it amps it up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, this is about as well as you could have scripted their, like, balance of scoring. for You know, they're playing a, this eight-man rotation, and um, it was Curry had 36, Poole had 20, including how about the, the uh, half quarter. Uh, that was, that was nice. And just just the will to take that shot is great, you know. And we've seen many players, many very good players, who don't take that shot. Make sure the buzzer sounds before they put it up. Make sure it doesn't go on their stats. And he put it up, Steph Curry like. Yeah, well. Steph shouted him out for that exact reason post game, just yep. for not worrying about the yep. percentages. Steph also did say earlier in the day at shoot around <laughs> they were doing a half court contest, and he's like, "Pool is hot today." From uh, apparently from half court, <laughs> like four or six or something, I guess in their contest. There you go. There so you go. There you uh, go. it is. It was also it was just odd to see somebody not Steph Curry make a half court for the Warriors because yeah. usually he's the only one that's taking them. Because, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, so he has 20, uh, Baysmore 19, and maybe, maybe, uh, Bradley Beals, that, that whole drama lit a little, <laughs> little fire under him. He, he came out in the second half, like aggressive. I'm sure he saw yeah, some of the tweets at halftime. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not going to look good if I go one for 11 in, 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 on this night when Bradley Beals, see Bradley Beals wife tweeted like, Oh, don't worry. He'll respond after his 8.1 assists, one rebound, six turnover, six foul <laughs> game right now. It's like, geez, their, their team. And that was, that, that was weird. Right. If anyone actually cares, they can go search. Uh, the Bradley Beal, yeah, uh, Kent Bazemore situation. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the, I don't think this increases the likelihood of Bradley Beal being traded to the Warriors in the offseason. I'll put it that way. But whatever, it's minor. It's, as Bazemore I mean, said, it's, people will have some other thing to to, to to talk about tomorrow and the next day and the next very day. Very true. I will just say, Kent and all players, don't talk about players' injuries. Don't do that. Like that's not. That's what that's what pissed them off. It was off, an I'm odd sure. comment. It was a very that. odd comment. Yeah, don't say it. Don't say that. Don't talk about injuries. These are players that like Kevin. If if Bazemore was hurt, he wouldn't like someone talking about him being hurt. So don't do it. Yeah. Um. So Wiggins had fourteen. It was actually one of Wiggins' quieter games recently. Right. But Definitely you know quieter. he has fourteen. Draymond had twelve. Draymond had ten in the first half. He had fifteen in the first half the other night. He's. I mean, it's it's not something that's like headline worthy. We're gonna write some crazy story about because I mean, it's, he's still only scoring probably like eight nine points per game in the last month or two. But that is like a jump compared to like early in the season when he was like 
it was like zero two four two zero four. Now suddenly it's it's eight twelve. He had fifteen. You know, eight again. Nine. Like that. Those are huge points. He just he's been better offensively the last month or so. He's been more willing, certainly more willing. And you know, like we always say, you have to at least take the shot. You also have to make some of them. But and he is making some of them, and I think that is making him. You know, feel more comfortable about putting it. that first one was like rhythm, Draymond. I saw the keep boom, like you know, it wasn't even a second thought, it wasn't a look for Steph. It was like, boom, I got it. I got a half step on a guy, step step on a guy, it's going up, and it was perfect. Doesn't mean that's going to happen all the time, but he clearly has it in him. I, I I wonder if watching JTA play that same position when Draymond's out has like. You know, I'm not saying he has to see JTA make three pointers, but I just feel like okay, JTA's shooting them. Like I, I could shoot them. Like you know, it's the, the, it's there. I'm an NBA player. I've made many three pointers in my career. Why don't I shoot some of them? I, I, you know, again, he misses the next two, then he might not shoot them for a while. Who knows? But you know, it's clearly a confidence game for him. But I think, obviously, I mean, a, a, a Draymond who can make a three a game or two threes or three threes a game, since he's going to be wide open. It opens things up immensely for the Warriors. A Draymond who's willing, who's going to the rim on those dribble, you know, fake dribble handoffs, uh, it, it makes them a far more dangerous offensive team. No question. Yeah, and you know, like the stakes have arrived. You know, he kind of scoffed at yeah. the idea of the play-in <clears throat> tournament, and like at this point of his career, he's going to get psyched up for that. But I mean, that's the path in, and the path might go through the Lakers. Um, that I think has got their interest for sure. That part of it has got their interest for yeah. sure. And um, he's just he's he's playing better, which you would expect. Uh, you know, he always historically. I mean, even back all the Durant seasons that I was covering him, like he had generally. Well, the first Durant season, I believe that's the year he won Defensive Player of the Year. He had a great regular season, but the last two Durant seasons, he really didn't have good playoffs. And we were like going into the or regular, he didn't have good regular seasons going into the playoffs. Yeah. We were questioning like. Where's he at? And each year, he 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 took a leap up, and and right now it does seem to like he's he's ramping up towards that. I don't know. We'll see. But um, any what else uh, from the game? Anything stick out to you? Uh, you know, the thought that Wiggins, you know, got the last two defensive possessions against Clarkson and, and made him shoot over him. Now the second, the last one was a layup that Looney came and helped. But I think you know I've praised Bazemore's defense. We know it comes and it goes. We know he fouls a lot. But Clarkson was was torturing him. And I think Bazemore was there for it. It wasn't being terrible on defense, but he was getting beat. And they put Wiggins on him for the last two possessions, and he has to shoot over Wiggins, misses Brooks a three, and has to dribble by him on his left and gets you know has length to beat and then has more length to beat with Looney. Just was the answer. It was a, it was a good switch up at the right time. And the fact that you've got Wiggins to do that, I was thinking about it, like, you know, Wiggins normally takes the forwards, not the guards. We know that. Uh, it's been Ubre and Bazemore on the guards. But the fact that you can switch him, like, you know, he doesn't have to guard whoever he, you know, whoever you're lining him up against. Uh, and he can go on Clarkson, the hot six man guard who's going off for 24 and a quarter and to shut him down at the end. That's a nice thing to have. I mean, they've had that in their great years when you just, you could put Livingston on somebody or you could switch, put, put it all on, switch, put Clay on him. They don't have the same thing, but there's some semblance of it when you can just go, okay, if it's not Bazemore, it's Wiggins. That is, these are pieces to a larger puzzle, and it was something interesting to see. And then all the things that they're 
talking about and praising Wiggins for. That wasn't evidence of it. Then the, in the last moment, they showed it. Like, they believe in him. They put him on Jordan Clarkson, who was torching him, and he made it really hard for Jordan Clarkson. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Let's zoom out from the game. Uh, Memphis wins in New Orleans. Or uh, I think the game was actually, yeah, it was in Memphis. But Memphis beats the Pelicans, which actually, when that goes down, it's, it's the news for the Warriors that they clinched the play-in because that, um, so so the Warriors are in the play-in. But, you, you know, from their perspective, you didn't want Memphis to win because that keeps pace. Memphis still has Dallas, two Kings games, both in Memphis, and then the Warriors finale on Sunday. The Warriors have Suns. Uh, Pelicans without Zion, you know Zion uh, fractured his finger, so it's a, it's a really at this point a, a very bad Pelicans team, and then Grizzly Sunday. It's barring an unlikely result uh, or a couple unlikely results either way. It seems very clear to me that uh, you know it's every all signs are pointing towards basically a play in to the safe side of the play in on Sunday. Where yeah, play into the play in Sunday's the play into yeah. the play in to figure out what spot you're in. Which is good. We like games that matter, and you know, I guess the Warriors could could break that up by beating Phoenix and, and win it out, right? If they win out, it doesn't matter. Well, I guess well, the no. Memphis, if they win out to the Memphis game, would the Memphis game still? Yeah, matter? yeah, because well, right, right now, right now they're yeah, at the yeah, same number of losses, uh, thirty three. Yeah. So even if Memphis, even if the Warriors won their next two, and Memphis only lost one, like let's say Memphis loses to Dallas, but then wins the two yeah. Kings games, it still is for the yeah. eight seed because what you got to remember is the tiebreakers on the line because it's one yeah. one. So, so, yeah, they're headed towards that game. That's great. You know, you you like significant games, and, and if the team plays better in significant games, that's a good sign for you know playoff hardiness, whether it's now or in the next season. Uh, these are great minutes for Jordan Poole. You know, these are great minutes for you know whoever else you're trying to figure out who's in that. You know, just Juan Anderson. Not quite sure who else we would for sure count in that in in, in next year's rotation alongside obviously Steph, Draymond, and Looney and Wiggins too. I guess I guess it's good. You know, it's good, it's good for them for, to see yeah, Wiggins, Wiggins in these minutes. Yeah. You know, they, they, yeah, they haven't seen Wiggins in in this sort of situation. Offensively, the shot wasn't there, but we've seen that a lot. And he's still out there, right? I mean, they got to play him. He's playing, you know, running around, playing hard, def- defending, being long. Uh, the other thing I was say, JTA, I think four steals. In the first half, I You know, believe. Utah was – say it again? all in the first half. He had four steals in the first half. Yep. Yeah, Utah was loose with the ball there for a lot of it. That's one of the, one of the ways the Warriors built up that lead. And he was just whacking it away. He was like, you know, they don't have a point guard, right? And their point guard's out. Their main playmaker, Mitchell's out. So they they had some struggles. You know, there's only so much George Niang, Niang is going to be able to do. You know, so whatever he was, or Joe Ingles, or whoever had to try to be the point guard. And JTA was just swarming that ball, and that's what he can do. That's what his that's what his thing is. That's what's got him in this rotation, and that's what has him pointed to being some sort of rotation player next season. And I give him full credit. That's for that. a good transition to the roster situation. JTA, you know, is the the plan is to convert him this week. I believe the day is Wednesday or Thursday um, when the Warriors are forced to have a 14th man on their roster, and that will be the day just for luxury tax saving purposes that the JTA 
will finally uh, kind of get his promotion and then Jordan Bell can slide into that vacant two-way slot, which, by the way, how about that? Um, <laughs> no, that will be something. That is something. That, that was a surprise to me. I don't know if it was a surprise to you, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, ninth man, who knows how much he's going to play, but they'll they'll go to Jordan Bell over playing Smiley Geach any minutes. That tells you something. Yeah, right there. you know, I just talking with some people behind the scenes, like he, it's it's a big that 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 knows how they play. Um, that yeah. uh, he can screen for Steph. Yes, somebody can screen for Steph. That's I mean, really what it it, is. there weren't any, any other bigs out there on the market who, in a game seven in recent history, was yeah. throwing between the legs Zaza passes yeah. and setting screens for Steph. Jordan Bell did this exist <laughs> on the road, on the road, on the road. The film yeah, of this so, exists. Uh, I still can't believe it myself. Yeah, um, yeah I, again. He probably won't play no. very much. I know people obsess over ten day contracts. They obsess over names. They're playing eight people for a reason. They will stay with an eight-man rotation, maybe slide Bell in there here and there, but don't go crazy over this Warriors fan. I know they will, but this is just an excess piece because they can't well, play well, Smile Geach. Yeah, which is all. a problem. Well, the funny thing about, you know, the fact that they're signing, you know, they're, they're going to have Bell. They might have another player coming soon um, That is that they could have used them more on, like, that recent road trip when they were just, like, tiring out of bodies yet once you get to play and once you get to potential playoffs the rotation would have been short anyways that's when you're going for it now to me bell is very unlikely to to push himself into the rotation the softest spot currently with this eight-man lineup to me is the molder spot and Mm -hmm. that what you look at there is can damian lee fight his way back onto the court i don't know did you see his press conference the other day talking about I know I, I didn't see it, but it didn't sound great. Yeah. Sure well, today apparently yeah. he's back on the court, like you know, very light work. This is the first time he's been back on the court, but I guess there's a chance he's like, he's kind of trying to, um, uh, I guess ramp it up a little bit and see if he can make a return at some point. I'd probably view that as unlikely. The Kelly Oubre possibility lingers out there if his wrist responds enough. If he feels like it's not painful enough, that's to me the big. That's a big swing factor because you give. Ubre, you know, you give a healthy Ubre suddenly Michael Mulder's minutes. To me, they're just a more dynamic team. Um, yes. And then, no, oh, by the way, Pascal is he going to play? So he was. They keep saying he's the closest to a return, and they keep saying, "Oh, he's playing three on three today." Like he's been on the court now for like I think eight nine days. Um, but they keep not, you know, they keep ruling him out like the day before the game, not even giving, you know, essentially acting like it's a question. They still think that he might be back before the end of the regular season. The problem is they're not practicing. They do have a two-day break yeah. coming up. They play tomorrow. Then they'll obviously take Wednesday off completely, and then I believe they'll practice Thursday. My guess would be they try to get Pascal a full really? Thursday practice, and yeah. maybe he returns Friday. Um, and to me, he would if that would be the same day you're likely to have Jordan Bell back in the mix. I think he'll still be ahead of Bell in the pecking order. He'd be ahead of Bell. He'd be ahead of Bell. I don't think. I don't think you're going to see Jordan Bell as a second unit center or something like that. Uh, <clears throat> although, as Pascal can only give you two minutes at a time. Who knows? But that that one's been. You know, again, you don't know with injuries. But I would have thought Pascal would have been in by now, uh, just to give him something, give him a body. They were talking uh, but, about but, him but, being but in, and like they had an update on him, and were like the hope is that he could possibly return to action by the end of the upcoming road trip. And that was the yeah. last four game road trip. Now they're three games into this homestand, and he still has more. Yeah, it just yeah, it just it, it is interesting. But 
uh, you know, again, you never know with injuries. You never know how how they can be affected. You never like did they get practice time? They don't get practice time. Uh, all understood. Oh, I, we got to talk about Draymond being asked if he's who he thinks the defensive player of the year is. Well, that was a good. That was a good moment there. Well, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I just clipped up the that part. Uh, he was actually asked before that, like kind of more specifically about um, defensive player of the year, like as an award, and he was like going into this whole thing. Of, that was clearly kind of like subliminally taking shots at Rudy Gobert. And then in the middle, he goes, I know people are going to think I'm saying this about Rudy Gobert, but I'm not. But he was basically saying like steel blocks numbers don't tell nearly the full story. It's about, you know, the way you impact the game. Um, he even had a moment where he said some of the worst offenders in the NBA history have led the league in steals. And Steph was in the room apparently and raised his hand and, Draymond <laughs> admitted that Steph raised his hand, but then said, no. uh, anyway, uh, yeah. And then I kind of, I don't know. I just felt the need to, to nudge him a little bit there. I knew what his answer was going to be. I just wanted to see how he responded to it. Asked him who was going to win defensive player of the year. Clearly he believes it's him. Uh, but the truth on both of these big awards, MVP and defensive player of the year, the Warriors just haven't had the team success to where the electorate, uh, the voters are going to vote Curry MVP, not happening. Draymond Defensive Player of the Year not happening. It's just it's, reality is they're just they're the eight seed and and that's just yep. it doesn't happen. And we're like the ten seed for quite a bit of the season yeah. too. So uh, absolutely, but I just like the answer. You know me well, Anthony. Come on, <laughs> I wish he had said you know me well, Slaker. Slaker that that would have been the truth. Yeah. I'm sure he's saving. I'm sure he's saving that for Davis. like pregame or postgame of the play-in. Uh, when I'm... you got you got Anthony Davis as your defensive player of the year. I'm clearly right. That's what you got. It's like, oh well, good moments, Zoom moments. We'll save a bunch of them for our memory banks when we have never have them ever again. Hopefully, very very. The soon. end of Zoom is it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I. I you know me. I am not a big Zoom. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, there are obvious reasons why we don't like them. I mean, I, I give full credit to you guys who are doing them every day because um, it has to happen. We we, we need to you know, hear from people, coaches and players. But I just hate them. Just it's just it's just the, the clunky interaction. I just don't like it. I, I like the one on one look in the eye. I like the you know read the body language. I just like that. And Zoom is tough for that. I'll just throw that in there. And as a columnist, I have decided to, to, to take the luxury of not doing it that way. So No doubt. Uh, anything else about this Warriors team before I sign us off? Uh, just, I'll throw a cr- crazy one people throw out there. It's like, okay, say the Warriors somehow end up through the play and end up playing the Jazz. Is, is this these two wins over them in the last two games uh, – mean anything i don't think so um you know like you said earlier no mitchell no conley that changes the entire mix um and two guys who hurt the warriors i think too like what's really hurt the warriors i think is penetration and then kickouts and you know it's a lot different when joe inglis is getting the ball wide open standing still feet set after a donovan mitchell kick out uh it's a lot different when you know any number of those guys are just standing and waiting for that pass to go up or Gobert gets those lobs a lot easier from those kind of Mike Conley drives 
I really do feel that's a huge difference. Again, but they may not be 100% going in the playoffs. Like they, You might get them in the first round, and they're neither. Yeah, you know, the one thing I will say about that is all these teams that aren't in the play and are going to get very rare new, like, six days off, I believe, from, you know, yep, you get the Sunday true. end of the regular season, and then the play-in, I think, is yeah. like a four-day thing during the week. Yeah, because nobody's playing back. Yeah, nobody's playing. Yeah, back I back, think the first so. round of the playoffs doesn't start till sat that next Saturday, so it's like a five six day. Which, yeah. like you know, for 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 banged up teams, that's extra rest for teams that feel like they need a rhythm. That's like three or four like really good practices. It's like training camp style yeah. practices going into yeah. the playoffs. That'll be very helpful yeah. and and you know, honestly, you know, not beneficial for teams like the Warriors and Lakers or whoever's in the play and. Um, but you know that's another story. Yeah. For, don't go, don't go and play. The one other thing <laughs> I want to say about Utah: thirty-one and four at home this season. Just yeah. remember when yes. the Warriors yes. went into yes. Utah this season. I believe they yeah. hit. Yeah, Warriors aren't Warriors aren't re- likely to win a game well, there. Yeah, we'll put it and, that and, way. down to down two zero, having to win two. That chase just to steven it up is tough. And again, Conley and Donovan Mitchell are two expressly dangerous players for the Warriors. And you know me about six men, these shooting, you know, these guys, volume shooters. I just don't think they're that valuable. They can be valuable in moments. They're not the most valuable player. They're certainly not as valuable as everyone thinks they are over the course of the season. You know, Jamal Crawford, Marcus winces every time I say that. How many big playoff series has Jamal Crawford been the difference in? Jamal Crawford, you know, tough thing. This is a Zero. tough uh, real, realization for Jordan Poole for you, though, because that seems to be the Jordan Poole pathway. Yeah, but then in moments. But, it, but you know, that's better than where he's been. You know, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, the other no thing. Like, it's, better, it's better than where he's been. There is a role there. I'm not saying they have no role. I'm not saying they're unimportant, especially on the team with Steph Curry. All you have to do is make three baskets in the, in, in the five minutes, five and a half minutes he's resting. But it's not like these guys are as valuable as it is it is offered up many times oh my god he's just a walking bucket yeah but then the other times when he's over six kill you uh, that's my point but then you know Clarkson almost wins the game and I, it does weigh both ways but as anyone who reads me knows I just think those high volume shooters who don't pass the ball by the way George Clarkson 41 points zero assists uh, those guys aren't as valuable as the 41 points. They just aren't. And, he, and Jordan Clarkson was a like game worst minus 17. Right? And it was, it was like minus 28. So at one point, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. and that's, yeah, that's with the huge rally at the end. That, that, that is not a great way to say this person is incredibly valuable. Not I actually think, I actually Other think I'm going to vote Joe Ingles six man of the year. I haven't made that <laughs> official, but it's just how deep they are though. They, they both size guys coming off the bench. That's, that's a deep. That's a deep team. That is a really deep. Team. Um, another informative night tomorrow. The Suns, who are another, really the only other possible first round opponent uh, for the Warriors, are in, and I, I think they're mostly full strength. Um, we'll see. I mean, there can always be late additions to the injury report, but they're fighting Utah. They, the Warriors actually did the Suns a favor tonight, um, and and yeah. beat Utah. So that opens the door for them. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see that matchup because, you know, to me, we've seen more Utah Warriors, you know, that mix on the floor together to have a, an idea of what a playoff series might look like. We have seen very little Warriors Suns really. I mean, remember the game in Phoenix before the all-star break, Steph and Draymond didn't even play. So like the, yeah, and, and hasn't Booker missed a couple of games against the Warriors or at least one of them. I know, you know, it, it's, yeah, I don't have a good feel for other than we have a feel for Chris Ball against the Warriors just because we've seen that matchup so often. But that team against the Warriors, haven't really seen it. Um, 
You know, obviously Phoenix has had a great season. Has a, they've got a lot of players. You know, I, like I watched, like that's right, they've got Sark on this team. I forgot they did. They, they got Frank Kaminsky on this team. Like who who knew? Like, like some of these guys just pop up, and you're like, oh man, uh, they're they're deep too. They're not quite as deep, I think, shooting wise as the Jazz, but they've got players. And obviously Chris Paul is a fantastic player, and Devin Booker is a fantastic player, uh, and they're healthy. Uh, so we'll see what the Warriors. Can All right, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on, Tim. Yeah.